I learned it very early in my early life that traveling with a friend is the best way to get to know each other. Uh, traveling gets us out of our comfort zone and routine and forces us to make compromises and sometimes um, sacrifices um, for each other that shows who we really are. Fast forward a couple of years, or rather a couple of decades, um, <laughs> something happened that uh, felt like global travel with my fellow citizens to me, the COVID pandemic. It truly brought out the best and the worst of us. It seemed to expose who we, re who we really are as people. Uh, an infectious disease that forces to make decisions um, as because we had so much power to influence us in, in different directions. Um, when, um, when we think about that, um, we were free to make choices to treat an infectious disease, a pandemic, as truly what it is, a deadly pandemic, infectious disease, that has literally affected every single one of us in many different ways. Or we had a choice to treat it as a political, social, or cultural event. Our choices to trust or mistrust American science, the best in the world, are infectious disease experts when we most needed them. The decisions to consider um, what was going on, um, for instance, uh, either accepting or ignoring outrageous conspiracy theories, all of that removed the facade that kept our true identity hidden. So when I was um, invited to share one of the stories related to my uh, for pandemic photography project, I was a bit conflicted. I was wondering which single story would best convey the message of the healthcare providers to an audience who never had a chance to see what was going on inside the walls of an ICU during the pandemic. Uh, would it be about the patients themselves, um, patients who were asking if they could have a third or a fourth last phone call to tell their family members how much they love them before we had to put them on a breathing machine while we nervously watching them oxygen saturation on the monitor, knowing that once they go on a breathing machine because of the severity of the disease, only one out of two patients would survive. Or would it be about the difficult times that the family members went through during the pandemic? The, the elderly parents, many of them that we watched from the, when they were saying goodbye to their adult unvaccinated children from behind the glass doors as they perished to, uh, to COVID um, during a time when vaccines were available and, and they passed from an almost entirely preventable disease. Or should it be about the healthcare providers themselves? Some of the colleagues who told me they use their cars as their safe space to cry and get their act together so they can only show their strong face at home or at work. 
None of those. I chose none of those stories. Um, I, instead, I, I thought I share a story that is positive, uplifting, and best answers this question to me. After all we went through, are we better prepared for the next pandemic, which may or may not happen in our lifetime? Uh, donning and doffing is what we refer to as putting on and taking off uh, personal protective equipment, such as gowns, masks, gloves, etc. Um, before the vaccination rollout, uh, it was uh, one of the few things we had to prevent us from getting infected when caring for an, um, for an active uh, COVID patient. But this is a very cumbersome life, uh, time consuming and makes for a ton of extra work for the staff. And this is particularly important for uh, nursing staff and respiratory staff who have to go in and out of the patient's room multiple times a day. One day, um, I was in the ICU reviewing electronic medical records when a ventilator, a breathing machine that kept one of our very sick um, COVID patients alive, accidentally disconnected. Um, I, um, before I even had time uh, to even think about that, uh, to how, where is my equipment, how to put it on, while we were thinking that these patients are so sick that uh, it doesn't take them minutes uh, for the oxygen drop to a dangerous level before the heart stops, it would be seconds. Before I even had time to think about that, uh, one of our nurses, Grace, uh, donned her equipment, rushed into the room, reconnected the uh, breathing tube with the ventilator, um, and certainly prevented a cardiac arrest. The compassionate care of our ICU nurses is, is no secret to me. I've witnessed it all along through my career, uh, from the training up to after the pandemic. What caught me by surprise, though, was the fact that it took Grace less than three seconds to put her gown on and tie it behind her back. Try it at home, it's not easy, because everything is opposite way. Um, so um, she, um, she, she did that, I mean, it doesn't come very easily. It, it, it comes only when um, we've done it multiple times a day for many, many days. Um, the, our nurses are truly uh, a key members of critical care delivery team during the pandemic. They were, they were and, and they are even now. And the nurses truly protect and defend the very thin line between life and death more than anyone else. And it's no wonder that just a few days ago, what a coincidence that a national survey was published that reported nursing is the most trusted profession in the United States for the 21st year in a row. <laughs> Sorry, my physician colleagues, it's not us. <laughs> Sorry, my lawyer friends, it's not us. <laughs> Any politicians in the house? <laughs> so um, Grace was truly um, fearless. Um, she didn't cut corners by putting the equipment, but she had no fear to get infected by rushing through the protocols, getting the equipment on. And I'm pretty, pretty sure she was thinking, 
what many of my nursing colleagues have told me throughout the pandemic. Not on my watch. So back to the question, are we better prepared for the next pandemic after all we went through? I believe as long as we have grace and hundreds of thousands like grace, we can get through anything.